Marketing can be an incredible force for good. It can also be complicated and confusing. I'm Erica Mills Barnhart, and I love marketing. On this podcast, I will share everything I know about it with you in the hopes of bringing clarity to the marketing chaos. Motivation is for the mind, inspiration is for the heart, and great marketing has both. So whatever your mission, if you want to make the most of it, this podcast is for you. Welcome to Marketing for Good. Okay, part three of three in this mini-series about modern-day marketing with Guy Kawasaki and me. So parts one and two of this series, Guy touched on democratizing technology and design. And in this part, um, he talks about democratizing publishing. Did blogs do that? I've never quite thought of it that way. Um, so that's really interesting. We grapple with the role that podcasts, direct mail, and blogging and other things play in modern day marketing. And of course, applying as a listener of this show, you'll apply the Claxon method, um, which goes because we're this, this conversation is squarely in what I refer to as how land, which in the Claxon method comes last, right? So the Claxon method is one, identify what success looks like, two, who are you trying to reach? Who's your target audience? And then three is how are you going to reach them? So remember that in order to decide whether whether or not blogging is not dead for you and you, and you want to have a blog or a podcast or an e-newsletter, but it doesn't really matter anything, you have to have the, the what and the who firmly in hand. Okay. So just be listening to, to all of this as fodder and then know that you're going to need to put it through your filter um, in order to make uh, strategic decisions. Um, at the end of this episode, and therefore this mini-series, we get into a really interesting discussion about pivoting versus sticking it out, and, and how do you decide to do which, because there is conflicting advice. This is, this is really worth thinking about, and listen for the very important point Guy makes about how narrative about success gets shaped in business. Plus... At the very end, you get to hear my feedback to Guy on his podcast, his Remarkable People podcast, which is wonderful, by the way. So it was tough to come up with, you know, some sort of, I don't know, input, critique or whatever you want to call it, because the podcast is really great. But I did have one thing. So you'll, you'll hear what that is at the end of this episode. Um, let's dig in. Okay, I get this question a lot. Do you think blogging's dead or is it having a renaissance? Ooh. Ah. Uh, yeah. I'm just thinking, I, you know, I don't read anybody's blog anymore. Mm. Uh, now, I guess, well, do you count Medium as a blog? Mm. I don't. Okay, then I don't. Then I read Medium. I get a daily email from Medium saying these are your five interesting articles for you. Yeah. But. Do the I only read? I don't is because yeah. it's somebody else's real estate. I mean, it's not your real estate; it's somebody else's real estate. The format okay, is okay, okay, super okay. similar, right? Uh, I listen to. Well, I certainly listen to more podcasts than I read blogs. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. So that's you interesting. Think... So, in a sense, blogging democratized publishing. Right? Yeah, anybody could now publish. But I don't. I really don't. I never thought of that. I think it's an interesting evolution. And, and that's why I wonder if there's going to be a renaissance 
Because when I'm hearing people say, so in full transparency, I've been at this for a year, uh, podcasting. And what I'm hearing from folks is like, I find this stuff really interesting. I, don't, I can't listen to anything. Like once a week, I don't, I just don't have the bandwidth. And so I listen, then I don't, I listen, I don't. Um, I hear people sounding overwhelmed at like trying to keep yeah. up, right? Because there's this like yeah. unspoken rule that you have yeah. to release a podcast every week. Okay. And I get, okay, some, but okay. maybe, maybe we don't. Actually, maybe that's not in service to people's empowerment. Because what I'm hearing now is mm. like, I feel bad. I feel like I'm behind. Like I'm not doing my homework. You release something else. You know, I probably get that more than others because I'm a professor, but I'm, I'm really attentive to that. And that we're coming out of this phase and, you know, there's a lot of us are depleted. But maybe podcasting has replaced blogging to some extent. Yeah. Maybe I it's think just it has. easier. Yeah, yeah. Well, and as we become more mobile and, all the rest exactly. of it makes some sense, but sort of like direct mail. Yeah. Actually, direct mail is actually more effective than ever before. No. Yes, because so no, few no people have to do it well. You, yes, yes, because they have I to don't do it even, well. I can't effective remember the last time I opened. Really? Hmm. Well, think about it. It has to delight. It has to enchant. Right? It can't just be like, here's the flyer. Right? That's not going to do anything. People just I, generally go, I have not received a piece of enchanting direct mail. I hope everybody listening ever. just heard that and now sends Guy some enchanting <laughs> direct mail. Yeah. I've had some enchanting email, but I just, I, you know, I'm always curious about trends and where things are going. And that was one that was sort of, I wasn't expecting. And I've just been thinking wow. about blogging and whether or not now you, like, there's space for people and organizations and companies to start blogging again because people because it's people are doing it less. I, but novel, I wonder I don't know. I wonder what's more effective, a blog or a podcast. It's got to depend on your audience. Hmm. Do you know one thing you said 20 years ago that has stuck with me and when I teach oh. Oh, yeah, sure. I, I know exactly you. what you're referring okay, to. Okay, you're gonna remember this because this wasn't the only time you said this. It was about ah, believers, ah. agnostics, and atheists. Okay. 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 Sound familiar? Yeah. I can tell you what I said. I said, oh, obviously you want believers, but the second most desirable is agnostic and the worst, and probably you should just, you know, consider them futile, 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 whatever. Sure. Uh, Just give up on people who are atheists. Atheists. Yeah. It's hard to convert someone from one religion to another or the total lack of religion to a religion. But an agnostic who is not sure and is willing to entertain the idea is possible. Yes. But to convert someone from Catholicism to Buddhism, man, forget it. <laughs> Just <laughs> So with attribution, well, I created something that I refer to as the beliefometer based on this. Okay. You know, just to give people a visual, the beliefometer, okay. right? Okay. Okay. And... Inevitably, somebody says they have a story. They're like, I hear you about atheists, but there's this guy, guy, and he was so against what we were doing, but we just stayed in conversation and they go on yep. and finally this, Absolutely. you know, they convert. And what I say is, and how many, how much resources did it take? And what else could you have done with the same amount of resources had you reallocated them? Yeah. Just because you did it doesn't mean you should have done it. <laughs> well, but especially yeah, I mean, in the space that I work in, in social impact, you know, people, 
they care so deeply that actually they, they, they do this weird mental thing where they can't believe that somebody else doesn't believe what they believe. Like, how can you not be for animal rights? What are you, an asshole? And so people in the social impact space spend an inordinate amount of time trying to convert atheists. And I'm like, stop doing that. Yeah. And, and like, you know, it, but this is, you could apply what you just said to basically every business book because to my knowledge, there is no business book that is based on sort of scientific controlled experiments, right? So one group of business books says you should pivot, think lean and fast. Another series of business books says you should believe. And in the face of doubt and negativity, you need to believe. You need to follow your passion and eventually it'll work out. Well, those two things are in direct opposition. Which one is right? I think it depends on where you're at in life cycle and what the it, actual scenario it depends, is. Well, it depends on which book you read. That's true. That uh, yeah. Right, yeah. right. So then, how do you how do you truly determine whether you should pivot or stick it out? I, I think but the any, only way is hindsight. Company over time has had to do both. There's times when people are going to be like, you're uh, crazy. That's the dumbest idea I've ever heard. Eric, marketing is never yeah. really going to be a force for good. You're nuts. Yeah. Give it up. And in those instances, yeah. I stick with it. Now, from a business perspective over time, because I've been doing this for 17 years. Well, I you know what the it. problem is? <laughs> the problem is you only hear about the success stories. So the fact that one person pivoted or one not-for-profit spent an inordinate amount of effort and converted an atheist is an interesting episodic story. Well, it's it doesn't anecdotal. mean it's optimal. No, it, it, no, it doesn't mean it's optimal. Yeah. But the other thing is, and I forget who said this, they said, so I do a lot of work with leaders and organizations about what I refer to as identity statements. So mission, vision, values, purpose. Yeah. And I am unapologetic about the fact that every company, every organization should have those and they, they, they should just be like, here's our mission statement. And by the way, your vision isn't that we're the most awesome organization ever. That's not a vision statement. Oh, I hate like, those. What is your vision of the better world? Where are you going and why? Mission, what are you doing and how are you doing it? But I heard somebody say, and I really wish I could remember who it was, that you should be unapologetic, like never give up on your vision, right? So, and yet be willing to shift on your mission. And it feels huh. like, yeah. Right. So both of those things would seem in opposition are true, but it just sort of depends on like, are you asking the right question? Right. So is it a matter of giving up on your mission? Well, maybe you should, maybe it's not working. Yep. You know, so pivot on mission, never give up on vision. I'd have to think about that. I... You think about that, I'll circle back. <laughs> Okay. Catch I've given me that in one 20 thought. years. Okay. Catch- <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm not giving you another 20 years uh, to think about things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like the cicadas. Like every 17 years, I emerge with a thought. What are you working on these days? Podcasting in Canva. Okay. No books in the That's works? It. Listen, I just interviewed Jody Cantor. She is the New York Times reporter who broke the Harvey Weinstein story. Right, right, right. And I interviewed her two days after Bill Cosby was released. Holy cow, what an interview. Wow. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. wow. So do you um, have any critique of my podcast? Any way you think I can make it good or better? You know, the one thing that I found distracting 
because because mm. you're I mean you you create these wonderful conversations that there's music mm-hmm. at least in the episodes that I've listened to that comes in and out mm. and sometimes mm. it started off so quietly that I literally was like uh, is is that for the podcast or is something happening with my and so I became distracted <laughs> by trying to figure out if huh. if that was so you're saying music cut the music and then or it gets, started louder I don't I don't know why do you have the music. Okay. Uh, and NPR envy, <laughs> but you're guy Kawasaki, not NPR. Well, well, you know, you know, what my positioning statement is for my podcast. My vision statement, my vision statement for remarkable people is that it is NPR without the pledge drive. That's my positioning. <laughs> is that the world's best position? <laughs> huh? Do I have to explain anything after that? You're like the Terry Gross. <laughs> Terry Gross without asking you for a donation. That is amazing. <laughs> okay. I get that. And I love it tremendously and deeply. <laughs> but you're not Terry Gross or you would sound more like this when you did your interviews. Her voice is very melodic. Yeah. I don't know. You. I mean, that's just one person's opinion. Okay. Also, you know, well, I get like really into like what the content is and da, 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 so maybe i'm just easily distracted yeah but listen if if the worst thing you can think of about my podcast yep, that's is it. that there's music sometimes yep that's I'll it i'll take that that is a freaking victory man i'm declaring victory my podcast is perfect <laughs> <laughs> well once this episode drops and yeah. maybe you listen to some of it i'm going to come back and answer. put some music on my episode all right <laughs> I should, I should put that in my rider. Whenever I'm recorded, there must be music. Per his request, we put a little music in there. Oh, yes, we did. Didn't even have a rider, still put it in. <laughs> so there you have it. Uh, part three of three in this masterclass mini series on modern day marketing. So many M's with Guy Kawasaki. It, it's an interesting time for marketing. Right? There's tons of opportunity for marketing to be more inclusive, more engaging, to leverage things that we you know, talked about in, in part two of this series, like artificial intelligence and virtual reality. You know, it, it is poised to truly be primarily a force for good, but marketing is only as good as we make it, both in terms of the product we put out there and how those products, and by product, I mean, you know, the, the marketing products, so ads, social media, posts, flyers, whatever, whatevs, whatever you're going to be doing. It, it's just, just so easy to fall prey to shiny object syndrome when it comes to marketing right now to get like super t- tippy, stay grounded stay grounded, you know, apply the Claxon method. What does success look like? Who's your target audience? How are you going to reach them? And here I am, yes, going to make a shameless plug for having mission, vision, values, and purpose statements for your company that everyone believes in. Not a set of mamby-pamby words that whole humbly live in a dusty strategic plan that nobody looks at anymore. That, that's not a slight against the strategic plans, just dusty ones. Um, But like a set of statements that truly communicates the essence and heart of what you do and why you do it, it's going to ground, it's going to ground you, it's going to give you a filter through which you can make these decisions. And again, combo mailed with the Claxon method, it really will set you up for success. And absent that, it's it's just too easy. I mean, we're human, right? It's it's just really easy to um, 
make the very best choices we can, um, but have those choices not necessarily be as strategic and therefore effective um, with the return on investment that, that we want to see from our marketing and our messaging efforts. So I hope you enjoyed this mini series. I, I love talking with Guy, you know, like I said at the very beginning, he was a dream guest for me. And so it, it was it was fantastic to get his thoughts. I'm delighted that I get to share them with you. Would love to hear your feedback, your thoughts. Did you like the mini series approach? Other mini series, if you did like it, that, you, uh, that you'd like me to think about doing, love to hear from you. I always love to hear from you. Do good, be well, and we will see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Marketing for Good podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, please rate, subscribe, review, and share on Apple, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you'd like more information about Claxon University, how to make more impact in and for your organization, or hiring me to speak or coach, go to klaxonmarketing.com or reach out at info at klaxonmarketing.com. Again, thanks for listening, and thanks for making our world a better place.